It's time to get educated about everything Bachelor. It's time for the Bachelor Degree. Here are your hosts, Jill Morgan and Maddie Moore. And welcome back to The Bachelor Degree. We are here to set you up for your degree in all things Bachelor Nation. Once again, I'm your host, Jill Morgan, and I'm here alongside my co-host, Maddie Moore. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Hey. We are back. We're we back. are back. We are back. Better and than ever. We have so much to talk about. It's insane. Mm-hmm. I can't believe Matt's season has already started. Hey. Uh, wild wild it's gonna be a wild season like I just know it wild wild ride like I've I'm excited this preview is making me so excited there was like so much to unpack in it like I feel like I needed to watch it 10 times over but I need to watch it again yeah like before we hop into his season um or, or just into the first episode um, just a little rundown of what we have for you this episode is we're going to go through and recap the first episode we saw from Matt James's season. And then we are going to uh, play an interview for you that we actually just did with Ashley Iconetti Haven. And we are so, so excited that she came on the show. Huge fans. Jill was fangirling so hard, which so I love. Hard. <laughs> uh, Jill, I think is probably like her number one fan. Um, and so, not yeah, in a weird way. Let's it's not in a weird that. way, in a great way. Like, literally, she's such a Bachelor Nation icon. And it was just so awesome, I feel like, to see her love story on Bachelor in Paradise with Jared and to finally see them get their happy ending. Yes. So we are really, really excited to play that um, interview for you guys. And uh, we hope you enjoy it. So that's going to be at the end of our recap. And thank you again to Ashley for coming on the show. It was so nice talking with her. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's hop in. Like we said, so much to talk about. Um, let's start with initial thoughts. Like, what did you think, Joe? Oh, my God. As Janice would say on Friends, like, <laughs> so good. So, so good. Obviously, like, a lot of us didn't know what to expect because he's never been on this franchise before. Obviously, if, you know, you keep up to date with the Bachelor franchise, he's really good friends with Tyler Cameron. So right. you followed the quarantine crew on TikTok. You got a little sneak peek into his life there, but we really didn't know much about him, like who mm-hmm. he was, where he came from, like what makes Matt James, Matt James. And I couldn't be more excited to have like a fresh start with mm-hmm. someone new. Like it just felt refreshing. What did you Yeah, think? definitely. I feel like it is so refreshing to have someone that, like you said, is Like, we kind of don't have these, like, preconceived, you know, opinions about him because we've never seen him on the show where normally it's like, okay, well, we know how he or she was on, you know, X, Y, and Z season. And so, like, we already have these opinions going in. But for him, it's just such a fresh start. I feel like we're really going to get to know him as a person as well as these new women. Um, So it was definitely a breath of fresh air. I'm so excited that you know, The Bachelor's finally giving us our first Black Bachelor. Like, it is yes. about damn time. About um, time. So I'm I'm so excited for that. And uh, just initial thoughts, I think, for me is, like, A, he's hot as shit. Like, oh, yes. I just, yeah. <laughs> like, give us all of the shirtless, you know, interviews, whatever. Him, like, just in the shower. And then mm-hmm. he's just, like, pondering his thoughts on the rock. And I'm like, yes, thank you, man. Yeah. 
<laughs> I wish I could know what was going through his head when they were doing like, you know, the strolling walking shots, because <laughs> like when you're on the show, like obviously, you know, you know that you have to do this, but he's never done this before. So right. I just I'd be so curious to know what was going on inside his head. Has he modeled at all in his past? Probably. like Because, like, I just think, when I think of him, I think of Tyler, obviously, because they're such good friends. And, yeah. like, Tyler is a model and yeah. has done modeling. Yeah. So I wonder if he, like, got him prepared at all for that type of, like, you're going to be filmed a lot, <laughs> like, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he got so much advice from, like, past bachelors and bachelorettes on, like, what's going to happen and give him the lowdown and everything. But, like... He was, he was so nervous regardless. And you, you could tell. I know. And that was like the thing that just stood out the most, I think for this first episode was that like his nerves were definitely really present. And I think it was like very cute to see that. Um, and kind of like endearing of him to be like, okay, he's a real human being. This is very scary for him. And I think that he also felt uh, like a big level of responsibility because he is Mm -hmm. the first black bachelor and he does talk about that with some of the girls in the beginning. Um, it's like he just, I think he's a type of person who he doesn't ever want to disappoint anyone. Yeah. Um, and especially himself. I think he has like very high expectations for himself. So initially you could tell those nerves were there. Um, and, and he was, he got through it though. Like, and he kind of came into his own toward the end of the episode. Yeah. And I love how there was also just like no ego. I feel like you know, when you're on The Bachelorette, like you're, and then you're thinking maybe you could be The Bachelor. There's so much like involved and Mm -hmm. like people are like hyping you up and there's like so much going on in social media, but he didn't really have any of that because he wasn't on The Bachelorette. So it was just nice and fresh and like a fresh start, fresh start to 2021, fresh start with The Bachelor. Like it was just great. So we needed. Uh Uh-huh. It's what we needed. We yes. needed Matt James in our lives. Yes, we need <laughs> I'm him. so excited to have him for the next however many months. Agreed. Uh, <laughs> one thing that did definitely stand out to me, though, um, when he did talk with, which we'll get to it, his conversation with Chris, is that he has never been in love. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see how the season plays out in terms of that. Um, and I, I don't know if it's commitment issues if it's just he's never found the right one or he's mm-hmm. been focused on his own life and his own career but I think that's going to be really interesting to see yeah. um but let's give them a little rundown of like who Matt James is a little background on him yeah so obviously Matt James is new to the franchise so he had a record-breaking amount of applicants I think someone mentioned maybe around 6,800 which is just wild yeah he- 28, grew up in North Carolina and is now a commercial real estate broker in New York City. He also runs his own, is it like a non-for-profit, I think? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a non-profit. Um, Okay, yeah. yeah. So it's called ABC Food Tours with Tyler Cameron. Um, He grew up with his mom and older brother, John, and his parents got a divorce at a very young age. And his mom, he mentioned his mom raised them in a Christian household. So that's like a little bit of the lowdown that we got on Mm -hmm. him and the little backstory. And it's clear to see that he's very family oriented and Mm -hmm. like driven and athletic. For sure. I'm like, we could stare at those abs all day. (laughs) 
so good looking. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, it was really cool. So in the beginning of the episode, Matt talks with his mom. His mom um, comes to the beautiful resort that they're at, which is oh my in Pennsylvania. God. Oh my um, God. So nice. It's so much nicer than like anything we've ever seen. I It's beautiful. I was uh, looking up prices to stay there. <laughs> oh my God. It's, it's like so expensive. So the Let's place go. that they were filming in, like the big place, each night it's like around 315, 350. On the higher end, it's like $400 per night. Wait, that's not that as bad as I expected. Right, which is less than I was expecting. But there's another property and like there's some homes that you can stay in and there's like estates that you can stay in with your families. And those are around like $1,000, $2,000, like $1,000 to $4,000 a night, which is just like Ooh. crazy. And they're- Oh my gosh. Cool. Yeah. That's insane. It, it looks amazing. Like, oh my God. There's- the, the, Spoiled. They had an indulgence massage where they like massage chocolate on you and like sweet cream. And I was like, oh. sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> they have everything. They thought of That's everything so cool. there. I want to wow. go. I want to yeah. go. Sign me up. So we're making a road trip to PA this year. <laughs> Grad trip. <laughs> Literally. Senior trip because we don't have a senior break. Yeah. Love that. <laughs> so funny. Oh my gosh. Awesome. So um, yeah, his mom is freaking adorable. Love her. Um, she's Love her so already. cute. Mm-hmm. And he tell uh, you know, he shares his, um, his mom is white, his dad was black. Um, so he had, you know, grew up in this biracial family. Um, mm-hmm. But his mom raised him as a single mother. And his dad, remind me what he said about his dad. I think his dad just like wasn't around a lot. And that's okay. sort of like why he has challenges in the dating world because he has like this fear of commitment because he doesn't want to end up divorced like his parents so right yeah I think his mom just raised him and his brother their entire life yeah and it was it was cool to see some uh pictures from when he was growing up and he was a football player um and so yeah she seemed awesome and you know seems like he she is like his rock um you know throughout his whole life and he has a really great relationship with her yeah um but yeah she was super cute loved it (laughs) for sure for sure so then um we have the little meet the women packages that we saw before we get to Matt actually meeting the girls Mm -hmm. um and they profiled which like they always do every season a couple of the girls and I think like the first one out of the gate was Alicia who is the professional ballerina Mm-hmm. Um, and that was pretty cool. She was obviously like, you know, practicing while she was at the resort quarantining. She was like dancing down the hallways and, um, it, it was cool to see like how dedicated and devoted she is to that. And she also said she, um, w- loves working with kids, which is something that Matt also loves to do. Yeah. Which we'll get to later, but that's why I was surprised that she, wasn't kept because I feel like, you know, they had a lot of things in common. Like they mm-hmm. both were based in the city and love working with kids. And I was like, oh, this, this could be good. And they gave her a lot of airtime. So I was just really surprised that she didn't stay. And I'm kind of mad Same. that Victoria took her spot, but for sure, for sure. I digress. Anyway, so the next girl that we meet is Abigail. And if you listened to last week's podcast, I 
thought she was going to get the first impression rose, which we'll talk about later. But But she mentions that she was born completely deaf. Her and her sister are both deaf. And the only way that she can really hear people is when she has her cochlear implant in, I believe, Mm -hmm. is what it's called. Um, Mm -hmm. So it was just really interesting to hear about her backstory and obviously just seems like a really sweet down-to-earth girl and I'm excited to get to know more about her. No, for sure. I I mean, she obviously is, first of all, like gorgeous. She seems so down-to-earth and it was really, you know, cool, I think, to have someone on the show that is deaf and like has this um, obviously hearing impairment. And so something that I was like a little confused about was she had said to Matt, like, I'm going to be reading your lips a lot throughout the night, which makes sense. But I'm wondering like how much she's actually hearing and how much she's reading his lips. Um, Because like when they were having a conversation, she obviously could hear what he was saying because she was Mm -hmm. responding back. Um, so yeah, I'm like really glad that she, a got the first impression rose because it seemed like they really hit it off but mm-hmm. b is hopefully going to be around for a while um yeah. so we can like learn more about that too and like how she goes day to day with that yeah yeah i was actually listening to like a brief interview she was on rachel and becca's podcast and she was saying how she went on a date one time to top golf with this guy and she felt bad because it was really loud there and she couldn't really understand what he was saying. So maybe it's like really situational depending on where she is, if it's like a really loud environment or not as loud mm-hmm. environment. So yeah, it'll be interesting yeah. to hear more about how she goes about her day-to-day life. Yeah, exactly. Um, so then we also met Kristen, who is a lawyer and she said she loves a good drink. And then drink Maggie girl. was, yeah, yeah, <laughs> she is from Jersey. Um, and then Maggie was really cool. She was born and raised in Ethiopia. Um, so that was, I feel like, nice. I feel like normally there isn't much like international representation yeah. on the show. So that was cool to have Maggie on. Um, and yeah, she's beautiful and super. Um, didn't she just finish pharmacy? school maybe she found yeah. some, something something medical related yeah um but yeah so she was awesome and then we also met Anna um she is a total Hannah Brown lookalike for oh sure oh my god literally Hannah Brown it's like when I was watching her on screen like specifically in her ITM interviews I was like that is Hannah Brown like what the hell <laughs> yeah it's really really weird how much and that's another thing about a few of these girls they like look like past contestants and that's so bizarre yeah like Katie looks like Christina Shulman and a little bit like Becca Kufrin but more like Christina Shulman yeah it's just it's weird and there was another girl named Amani and she looked like this girl from oh god I don't remember whose season it was but they literally could be twins I'm looking at Amani's picture right now, and she definitely looks like someone from The Bachelor. But yeah, I can't I don't remember. know who. It might have been Peter's season, and the, I don't think the girl on Peter's season stayed for that long when she was on Peter's season. But gotcha. Yeah. yeah. There's definitely a lot of lookalikes on this season. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we met Anna. And then lastly, um, the other person they kind of highlighted was Sarah who is a broadcast journalist in Palm Springs. Um, she was, and 
I really liked her. Um, mm-hmm. So I was like, oh my God, she totally looks like she would be a broadcast journalist. She just like <laughs> has that look. Um, but she shared that her dad has ALS and she went home to be a caregiver. Um, so, you know, that's just, I mean, ALS is such a, it's so devastating. Right. It's oh literally just so sad to see. I couldn't imagine. So, yeah. um, yeah, those were kind of the highlights. And I definitely think some of those people they highlighted will be potential front runners of the, of the season. I would have to agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So then we, Matt obviously has like a conversation with Chris Harrison you can tell he's super super nervous and it's funny because when he was talking to Chris Harrison he was like or before they have their conversation he was like can I please talk to you and Chris was like um don't you want to meet the girls he was like no I want to talk to you yeah (laughs) he was bugging he was really really nervous and I think like he just the nerves were getting to him of like oh my gosh I can't believe we're about to start this that like Mm -hmm. I need a minute and so it was nice that him and Chris went inside and like, you know, had a conversation. And, mm-hmm. um, and I, I think, yeah, definitely. And I think it was needed to just like, bring more light to the fact that like, he is the first black bachelor and mm-hmm. um, this expectation that he feels like he needs to uphold um, and a lot of pressure. So th- that he's feeling at least. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was like, a, definitely, I think a much needed conversation for him he was obviously definitely still nervous when the first like limo came. Yeah. But to be honest, that was like the perfect first limo because literally everyone in the first limo was like normal. Yeah. Like, they were like all like really good girls. And I was like, okay, that was like a total normal introduction, super cute, mm-hmm. like, you know, whatever. And then as it, the limos got on, they progressively got crazier and wackier and weirder. Yeah. I, I, this might be an unpopular opinion, but I just don't like the gimmicks. Like I would rather have all, honestly, all normal entrances. Like I just think at this point, yeah. like the gimmicks are so like overdone and unnecessary. Mm-hmm. And it's like, when you meet someone for the first time on a date, it's not like you would do that. Like, no, at least I don't think most people would do that. So why is it necessary? <laughs> right. I'm like, um, I'm not rolling up with like a pizza and being like, <laughs> okay, this is cheesy, but like, here's a pizza. Like, yeah. what, I, I understand that the girls like want to do something to stand out, right. but I think it honestly just makes them look really weird because it's like, you would never do this in a normal situation. Yeah. And I feel like it's almost trying to like convince him that they're like you know like someone that he should get to know and it's like right. well, like you actually just came off really weird like I would not want to get to know you yeah also I think it could maybe even level the playing field a little bit more that way there is no way like one person immediately stands out like because of their gimmick and he's like oh that's why I remember you I think you know if you really were to stand out you would just stand out from being yourself and I don't think a, you need a gimmick to prove that for sure totally agree Yes. Um, so who was like one of your standouts in terms of like limo entrances? Oh, Do you gosh. have any? I think, hmm. well, Chelsea, she was in the first limo and like, oh my God, her, her dress, like she's a model and she strutted towards mm-hmm. Matt. She was like, I'm confident. Like th- that dress was everything. Like it was just beautiful. Yeah, she's she's beautiful. She obviously knows how to strut her stuff um, being a runway model. So that was yeah. definitely a good entrance. I 
he said, um, is it, is it Mary or Marie? Mari. Oh, Mari. Neither. (laughs) Sorry, everyone. Sorry, Mari. (laughs) Um, so when Mari came in, obviously like drop dead gorgeous, but he quite literally was like at a loss for words. And when she like walked up the stairs and he was like watching her walk up, he was just like stunned Mm -hmm. by her. So I feel like there's definitely going to be something there between them. Yeah. But she also seems like later on in the episode that she's going to be like a pot stirrer and there's going to be drama around her. Yeah. Yeah. Because she already started like stirring up drama when someone like pulled Matt for a chat while she was with him. Yeah. I think the drama will get to her a little bit easier than some of the other girls. Like, uh, yeah, I think she'll definitely be involved in something. She, she also reminds me kind of like a Kim Kardashian, Kardashian type. Yes. <laughs> yes. I would totally agree. I felt, yeah. um, I don't know what the right word is, but almost like a level of like superficialness. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. With yeah. her, like yeah. a little disingenuine maybe, but Agreed. I think like she knows that she's beautiful. So she like <laughs> struts her shit, but yeah. whatever. Whatever. Fair enough. Confidence Fair enough. is key. You do, you girl. <laughs> um, another girl that stood out to me would have to be Kayla. She came in the pickup truck and is mm-hmm. also from North Carolina. And we learned that Matt is from North Carolina. And I think that's just like a good conversation starter for them. And I think they'll be able to connect on a deeper level. And I loved when they were sitting in the back of the pickup truck and like doing a sweet tea toast. Like I thought that was so cute. I thought so she cute. was honestly going to get the first kiss. Like I thought, oh, this is a cute moment. Me too. Connect on a good level, but I don't know. I think she can, I definitely see her going far. So. Right. Yeah. Also, would you consider the girl with the spaghetti as the first kiss or would you consider Abigail as the first kiss? Okay. So yeah, I would consider Abigail the first kiss. Cause that was a real kiss. Like I, right. I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't consider the other girl. And I definitely think because the other girl, it was like her idea and it was like, oh, their lips touched. It wasn't yeah. like a, you know, oh, I want like want Smash. to kiss you or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, that was like a weird one. Um, I don't even remember who did that. Alana. Um, oh, Alana. Okay. Yeah. Um, And then who else did we have? Which one like tripped into him? Oh, that was Serena. Serena C. Serena C. She literally like tripped into him, which was really funny. And I thought that she was definitely going to be someone that would like stand out, but she didn't even talk to him. I think, I mean, I remember seeing her from like the previews and I think maybe she'll come in a little bit later, but I I didn't see her going that far. Maybe like same top 12, top 10. Yeah, 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 no, for sure. But yeah. she like tripped up the stairs and then freaking um Victoria when she came in. Oh, oh my, my gosh. Oh she my God. literally comes in on a throne. Like a Crazy. legit throne. Like, like men are carrying her. Oh my God. It was just like s- too much. And, and when the first time she opened her mouth, I was like, oh God, this is going south real fast. Like, I felt like she was drunk the whole time or like, maybe she's just like, like she's, no. definitely, she's probably nervous. And well, we were talking about before we started recording how on TikTok, we saw that her confidence coach mm-hmm. told her to be 
confident and that she probably took her suggestion a little bit too far, which I would have to agree with that. For sure. I was like, um, this is so extra. She's got the tiara. She puts, you know, the crown on Matt and it's like, you're my you're king. king. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, here we go. Like every she season we too. got one of them. I know she tripped too. And then it was so funny to see Matt go like, oh shit. And like started following her. And she was like, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. She literally like went down like so weird. Like she just like, it like almost was like dominoes like falling. Like she just like fell and then she like popped right back up. She's like, I'm good. <laughs> it was so freaking funny. But I think we also have to mention Katie because she's the one who brought the the vibrator. Hilarious. I Crazy. loved it. I Crazy. loved it, but it was too much throughout the whole night. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really hilarious. Like, I'm all about that shit. Yeah. So I was like right up my alley. Right. Like, yes, bring a vibrator. <laughs> but, I knew you would love that. <laughs> I literally loved it. I was like, oh my God. Like, like Girl, me too. <laughs> literally loved it. I was like, yes. But after a while with it, like it's sitting on the table at, you know, the, um, like the cocktail hour and then she brings it to like interrupt. uh, I think it, I think it was Mari. Yeah. Yeah. And then she like taps Mari on the shoulder with it. And I'm like, no, like you used that. And like, I'm sure you washed it, but like no one wants to be tapped with your vibrator. Yeah, no, like it's been places. (laughs) And it's like a massive vibrator. Like it's like a dildo vibrator. So like can you yeah. maybe not <laughs> it was a little bit much. agreed we we also have to talk about um is it Ileana yes I was gonna bring that up because so- that was my girl before we started I was like Ileana oh. going all the way literally I think okay I think she still could be like a dark horse because she's beautiful and I think that I don't know it's it was hard to tell like what her personality was I just was not expecting that like I thought she no. was gonna be a little more like down to earth and like girl next door vibes but she was like can I put my balls in your mouth like, I know I was I was like what and then she pulls out her meatballs and it literally looked like a huge loaf of meatloaf like it looks disgusting <laughs> so and gross. I was like okay first of all like that is not the size of a meatball no and then she shoves it in his face and he like gnaws a bite out of it and I'm like what that's been places too. Literally disgusting. So I was gross. like, um, also she's like a health food developer. So it was probably like some nasty vegan meatballs. <laughs> and I would have probably thrown up. Yeah. I, there was probably some like lentils or like chickpeas in it. And I would have had an allergic reaction. So no, yeah. thank you. No, me and Jill say no to the meatballs. No, thank you. I, I mean, Ileana, come on, raise your I just a little bit. We're rooting I for you. I expected more. I expected more from her. Me too. I was definitely a little disappointed. Um, I would have to agree. But everyone else, I mean, there was like a couple different gimmicks here and there. Like Kit with her Bentley. Oh yeah. Rolls up in a Bentley. We're like, okay, so yeah, we get your rich. Um, yeah. Also like Bennett did that already. And yeah, no thanks. <laughs> so like, maybe you should go be with Bennett. Cause you both live in New York city and have a ton of money. Except he's like 39 and she's 21. <laughs> oh, I could totally see it working. Oh, true. For, For sure. sure. She'd, she'd be like, Oh, I need, I need like eating it up. Own. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, that like actually makes so much sense. Like I think Kit and Bennett should be together. Yeah. It's, it's a match made in heaven. So she's the daughter of a famous fashion designer. Yes, Cynthia Rowley. She's a famous I like I know that name. fashion designer. Maybe you've heard it before, but yeah. Yeah, 
he's her daughter and she's been popping up on my TikTok left and right now. Me too. Me too. Yeah. She's all over TikTok. So she was definitely, you know, an interesting, interesting one. But then finally Matt comes in, um, you know, it such a long night for the girls like and they say this every time like when you listen to interviews um you know after the season's air they're like that first night is so long like you are just you're awake all night you literally and when the girls go home after the rose ceremony it's it's daylight yeah I'm like I just couldn't imagine being up like all night for that. I would, I would wear sneakers. Like I would have a long dress and wear sneakers because that's the move. Like no chance I'm wearing heels for that long or like, I know low heels. Yeah. It's totally, totally crazy. So, um, when Matt walks in, uh, obviously they were like all freaking out, but I really liked what he did. Um, and he said he wasn't like preparing to do this. But he, instead of like doing a toast, said a prayer. Um, What did you think of that? I mean, obviously, like it was completely different. You know, usually Mm -hmm. they make a toast and it was nice to see him do something that was genuinely him. Like Mm -hmm. you could tell it was so authentic. Like it came from his heart and Mm -hmm. it was very different. I mean, you know, as someone who's like Jewish, I don't do that that often but I think you know Mm -hmm. it was nice to see him be him and I was really happy at how authentic he was and obviously so many girls were touched by it and yeah Mm -hmm. I think that's all that matters is just like him being his authentic self and that's that's what that was for me what do you think I completely agree um I think it was it, it made sense for who he is and I'm glad he did something that made him maybe feel more comfortable and a little bit more relaxed because Mm -hmm. he definitely, as the um, night went on, like we said, he got less nervous, but I think initially walking into a room of 32 beautiful women who are all there for you has to be such an overwhelming feeling. Yeah. Um, And I think for him, if prayer puts him at ease or makes him feel more relaxed, like I'm glad that he did that. Mm -hmm. And I think it was really like telling of who he is to the girls. Um, And I I think like a good way to start because I think religion, I think we'll find out is like a big part of his life. Mm -hmm. So maybe like for some girls who were like, oh, I actually really didn't like that might be like easier to weed those people out. Right. Um, Yeah. I always wonder that because like, you know, like with Tasha, clearly it seemed like religion was really important to her, but that wasn't like a big storyline. And obviously we learned later that that was one of the reasons that Ivan went home so mm-hmm. yeah it's just I don't know like religion's so interesting I mean I'd love yeah. to see a nice Jewish boy as the bachelor <laughs> yes honestly <laughs> but um just like more representation in general when it comes to religion for sure religion body types like you name it just more diversity more 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 ABC mm-hmm. um, but yeah I don't know it's just it it was interesting and like you said it was it was good to see him do that yeah so then we get into obviously their little cocktail party and people start like grabbing him and stuff. Um, and I think, was it right out of the gate was Rachel? I don't know. She was, the I don't first, remember who- she was the first one that stuck out to me. Like the conversation stuck out to me. I don't know if she was the first. Mm-hmm. He seems to really like Rachel. 
Yeah. I mean, she's beautiful. Her mm-hmm. smile's stunning. And you could tell that he was into her. He thought, I think he said that she was, um, oh God, I'm losing my words at this point. <laughs> but, um, yeah, she was just eloquent, good with her words. And yeah, he just seemed really into her. So yeah, for sure. Definitely. I could totally see being a front runner. Um, they seem to really hit it off. And then we talked about Mari a little bit before. Um, it was cute that she like had, she made him a boarding pass, which was really cute. But yeah. also like, is she a flight attendant or something? I don't think so. I just think maybe she likes traveling. And she said that her family was based out of Puerto Rico and she was getting into like a really deep conversation about how her grandparents were affected by the hurricanes and like all of the weather there, which obviously we know is just so crazy. And then Katie comes in during this deep conversation and taps her on the shoulder with her vibrator. And obviously, you know, you wouldn't know that they were having a deep conversation, but like, come on. I know. And literally I was like, this is another amazing conversation that like needs to be had about like people in Puerto Rico and like how just like awful their situation is and like how much they still need relief and help. And like, I was like, oh my gosh, like we're going to get into this. This is so exciting. Mm -hmm. You know, this needs more awareness because it's just absolutely insane. Like what people in Puerto Rico go through um, on a day to day. And then she literally comes in with a vibrator and I'm like, come on, like what? This was too good of a conversation to interrupt with your vibrator. Yeah, I mean, like, I get there's only so much time, but I think in that instance, maybe Matt could have been like, could you give us a few more minutes? Like, yes, I think sometimes, you know, it's like unnecessary, like, you can just move on to the next person. But I think that conversation was too important. And, you know, maybe the producers were like, oh, my God, like, go, go, go do it. But yeah, I like you said, it was it's an important conversation to be had. And I don't think that was the right time or person to do that to. For sure. Um, And I definitely think like Matt obviously was still nervous and probably didn't want to be like, oh, no, like, can you give us a few minutes? Like, he's probably just like, oh, yeah, like, I know the night is kind of crazy. Like, yeah, Yeah. let's go talk. But whatever. Um, And then we you had mentioned before um, with Kayla, she did the really cute thing. She drove the pickup truck in. Um, they're both from North Carolina. So I really liked that one. I thought it was super personal and I think it made him feel more at ease, Mm -hmm. like having that connection of like, yeah, we're both from North Carolina. Yeah. Um, but then we get Victoria. Oh God. Oh my God. What did you think of? Oh my God. Like she needs to leave um, immediately. Like, So there's villains, like, obviously we we know each season there's a villain and it's clear that she's getting the villain edit, but she is just on another level, like so annoying her. I can't with her voice. I thought she was from the wet, the East coast. Cause she gives me that like Jersey vibe, but she's Mm -hmm. from the West coast from California. I, I just, I can't with him. Oh, she, she went, then she also went in for a second conversation and Kit was talking to him and she was like, princess, step aside. The queen is here. And I was like, oh, no, like, no, <laughs> I know. I'm like, okay, your whole princess gimmick or your whole queen gimmick, like stupid to begin with, but then to like carry on throughout the night and call someone like a princess and like step aside and all of this. I'm just like, 
can you please stop I, I honestly think she was drunk or like oh, maybe sure. she's just like super dumb and that's how she acts but like yeah, I, I was like okay <laughs> she's gotta be like you know 10 drinks in at this point because she was just acting so wild and it was honestly just so childish I'm like okay like we've had enough please go um and I was super surprised that he didn't send her home and she's one of the older girls too like I think she's 27 or 28 I'm like you are not acting your Mm -hmm. age like some of these girls who are 22 and 23 are far more mature than you like it's just I'm mind blown but yeah at the same time I'm not shocked either (laughs) there's always one of those people there's always Um, one and she's a special one she is a special one that's for sure (laughs) um and then he has a conversation with Brie, who Brie was the first one out of the limo. Um, and she was like in this beautiful green dress. Um, and they talked about her family's biracial as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her mom's Persian and her dad is black. Okay. And it seems like they hit it off. Um, and yeah. there's been a lot of talk, I feel like, just around people in like the podcast world and like on social media that she like definitely will be not definitely but I think could very strongly be like top four yeah I mean even Jimmy Kimmel's wife who they always do like the um predictions um she mm-hmm. mentioned Brie in her top three and I just think there's a good connection because like um like Matt her parents also separated before she was born and her mom raised her as well so there's that initial connection too and I think that's Mm -hmm. something like really genuine and deep that they can relate on which is great so for sure um and then like my all-time favorite part of the night just was like so amazing oh my Um, god was his his conversation with Abigail um I absolutely love Abigail she um tells him obviously that she is she was born deaf um like we talked about earlier in the episode and um her and her sister are both deaf they're they're not twins though right they're just I don't think so I think she said that her sister's older and it was nice to have like an older sister who was also deaf and going through the same thing to kind of like pave the way for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, yeah, she was like super open about it. And he was like very, like he received it very well. I felt. Yeah. I think Matt is the type of person who wants these women to be vulnerable and open for her. Cause I think that's something maybe he struggles with too. So when they're vulnerable, that might give him more confidence for him to be vulnerable back. And for sure, I just love that you know, they're spreading the message that it's okay to be vulnerable and that doesn't show any weakness. It shows strength in all honesty. Mm -hmm. And I Mm -hmm. loved that. And what I loved most was when there was like this pause and you could tell he wanted to kiss her. Oh my God. I was like, go for it now. (laughs) I know. I was like literally screaming at the TV, like kiss her, kiss her. (laughs) Literally. It was so good too like there's like first kisses that are like okay that was a little bit awkward or like oh it was just a peck it was like a passionate first kiss there was tongue like like, they were going in and they felt it yeah and then they like kissed again when he gave her the first impression rose he like left (sighs) her went and got the rose and she was like so I think surprised yeah to be getting it oh my god so sweet like well deserved so good oh like so couldn't good. have gone any better for her. So yeah, I'm literally excited. I'm excited. I can't wait to see what is going to happen with them. Cause I think Same. she's top four material for sure. For uh, sure. 
So lastly, we have the rose ceremony and it was a little bit weird. I felt like because normally they like show everyone that went home, Mm -hmm. but this time they didn't because they only showed three people that went home, but actually six people went home. Yeah. I think maybe because there was more women, like there was 32 women. So I just not have given airtime to all the girls. But when I was like looking back at the cast list, this is who I think went home. And I don't know, you can correct me if I'm wrong in the comments on our Instagram. But yeah, yeah, so people that went home were Alicia, Amani, Amber, Carolyn, Corinne, and Cassandra. A lot of C names. Mm -hmm. I was super surprised by Alicia. Me too. Honestly, Cassandra too. Yeah. Okay. She popped up on my TikTok a lot too. She was like the girl that goes home on the first night. And I was like, oh, sad. Oh, poor girl. I'm yeah. not like super surprised about Carolyn or Corinne. Yeah. Um, And then Amber and Amani. Yeah. Amber. Okay. So Amber was the one that wore like kind of a lot of makeup, but Victoria came up to her during the night and was like, have you spoken to him? And she was like, no, I haven't. She was like, come on, like, what are you doing? Like, you gotta, mm-hmm. what's your job? And she was like, I do something in marketing. And she was like, you gotta market yourself, girl. And I was like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. What? I mean, like, first of all, because it's coming from Victoria, like, shut up. But yeah. second of all, like, no one wants to be told that. Yeah. But third of all, like, if you do want to have a relationship with him, like, you do have to get up and go talk to him. Yeah. Like, I and see that's both thing, sides. So. Exactly. I totally see both sides. But I just, like, I think if I was in that position, like, okay, you literally just quarantined for two weeks, like put your life on hold to go see if you have a relationship with this guy. And then you don't even go and make the effort to speak with him. Like you could just walk around the the resort until you find him and interrupt and, and like talk with him. So that annoyed me a little bit about her, but he sent her home. So it is what it is. I mean, as much as I cannot even stand Victoria, like it seemed like Matt liked her boldness and um, but I question how much he actually is like I, I know Matt's a sincere guy but there's some people that always pop up once in a while that I'm like really like there's no chance you thought like she's you were gonna end up with her. right right and Victoria is one of those people like there's some villains in the past like I, I don't know. I can't list them off the top of my head, but like, okay, mm-hmm. keep them around. They're, they're fine people. But with her, I was just like, this is craziness. Like yeah, Alicia like deserved to be there more than Victoria. So I was just surprised sure. by that. Yeah. And I definitely think like, you know, and you guys will hear this in our interview with Ashley, like there is a level of like keeping people around potentially for good TV. Um, and kind of like, okay, if it's a toss up between these people, like it might be more encouraged just to keep someone that's going to have good TV. Um, but I don't know, maybe he just like really liked her boldness. Oh, um, so we'll definitely see more of her next week. Um, <laughs> and the upcoming highlights were cray cray. Oh my God. I've ne- I don't think I've ever been more excited for a season. Like Hannah Brown, her season's definitely up there for me in terms of like craziness, but mm-hmm. like, obviously it seems like more girls come in. Heather, who's one of Hannah Brown's good friends comes in and maybe they've been set up together before a lot of tears as always. And mm-hmm. something about a girl being an escort 
Yeah. They were like, she's got a sugar daddy. She's a sugar <laughs> baby. I was like, oh, shit. Girl, like, oh, my God. It's just, it's kind of really funny how, like, you watch this show evolve. And, like, we would never be talking about, like, sugar babies, like, 10 years ago. <laughs> but now with, like, that being so, like, glorified almost or, like, with, like, OnlyFans and, like, all these different oh things that, God, like, people OnlyFans. are on mm-hmm. and, like, different apps that have been around of, like, having a sugar daddy. Yeah. It's so funny that that's now, like, a conversation on The Bachelor. Oh, my God. It- it's going to be a wild ride it looks like Matt breaks down eventually like Mm -hmm. I've never been more excited for a bachelor season I think so for sure can't wait I think it's gonna be awesome like I I don't know where these girls are coming from but like new girls coming in it's gonna be I think a shit show in like the best (laughs) way possible yeah um, which is what I'm here for so yeah yeah I saw I a tweet wait. yeah before we move on to predictions um I saw a tweet saying how like Peter's season predicted 2020 and Matt's season is predicting 2021 like Peter's season was a shit show shit undoubtedly show. and so was 2020 and Matt's season looks like we're on the come up so I think we're on the come up in 2021. I hope so. <laughs> I hope. Manifesting 2021. <laughs> Literally, please give us a better please, year. Please, please, please. Oh my gosh. So we wanted to redo a few of our predictions. Um, obviously, our last episode, if you all listened, was predictions in terms of like, well, we kind of did like the whole superlatives thing, which was yeah. cool. Go back um, and listen, please. <laughs> yes, go back and check it out. But we want to give a little like fresh update after night one. Um, so first one-on-one, which we'll obviously see next week, who do you think it's going to go to? So I picked Kayla. I think, um, she had a really good first impression with him. They're both from North Carolina. They had just a really cute conversation in the pickup truck. And I think she could be a wild horse, but I think that she could get the first one-on-one. So that's why I went with her. I think that's definitely a good prediction for sure. Um, I think mine is kind of a toss up at this point between Abigail and Rachel. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like two people he really hit it off with night one and like is going to want to know more about. Um, But because Abigail got the first impression rose, I feel like normally they don't get the first one on one. Mm -hmm. But I kind of hope they do. Um, Like I I hope that she does get it. So that's my toss up. Um, And then villain, who do you think will be our villain? So I went with the obvious choice, Victoria, like yeah. girl's going to stir up some shit. She's going to be the center of attention. She's the, oh God, it, it like, I want to throw up in my mouth when I call her the queen because like, girl, right. you're not the queen. Okay. No. Like get, get yourself straight. So <laughs> yeah, there's going to be a lot of drama. And I think, I don't know, she just even comes off like rude and condescending. So like, yeah, she's my villain. For sure. Um, yeah. I completely agree in terms of, like, she's going to be stirring up the pot a lot. Um, but I went with Kit because I just feel like she thinks she is, like, this prima donna and, like, her shit don't stink sort of thing. Um, <laughs> and, like, very comes off, like, okay, so I'm rich and I, like, live in New York City and, like, you're all beneath me. Yeah. Um, and I think that's going to, like, rub off in her personality. So... Yeah. I could totally see her being the villain in the terms of like just stirring up drama in the house. Um, so I agree with that. I think there that, could be a two on one between these girls. 
I could see that. Honestly, I'm hoping that, like, they both go home, like, early on enough that, like, we we don't have to deal with them. But we'll see what happens. Um, And then top four, my top four has, like, I'm pretty sure completely changed. I don't even remember (laughs) what I said last week. Me either, me either. But after seeing, like, his connections with Rachel and Abigail, I definitely think those are going to be, those two girls are going to be in the top four for me. Um, And then I included Sarah and Piper. I don't think we saw much of him and Piper from the first episode, mm-hmm. but I just think she is so freaking cute. I could totally so see them hitting it off. Yeah, she's gorgeous. Um, and then Sarah, I I really think is going to be, she's the broadcast journalist and mm-hmm. her dad has ALS. Yeah. Um, I could see her being a front runner for sure. Yeah, that's a good top four. So yeah. I went with Brie, Abigail, and Rachel. Like those were the three that I was sort of banking on a little bit Mm -hmm. and then my wild card is Kayla just because like I said before they have that like initial connection on North Carolina where they both grew up and I don't know I think maybe she's the dark horse and yeah she's my wild card I also really like Sarah too so yeah we'll have to we'll have to see we'll wait and see but our last prediction for the final rose I think we should say it on like we'll count down we'll count down from three okay okay three Three, two two one abigail Abigail. (laughs) (laughs) it's so hard at the same time because of resume like it sounds like we're saying it at the same time but in the recording it probably won't yeah so it's okay we both think abigail yes um I hope it is. I hope it is. From from at least what we've seen so far, I hope it yeah. is. Yeah. And if uh, you happen to catch Matt James on Jimmy Kimmel the night of the premiere, like I said before, his wife always predicts like the top three or four women. And when Kimmel was showing him the photos with Brie, he had a straight face. And then with Abigail, he cracked a little, a little baby smirk. And I was like, oh, is he is he double bluffing us? Like, can you just not keep a straight face? But then he Mm -hmm. went back to a straight face with Rachel, who Kimmel predicted would be his wife. So it'll be interesting to see if, you know, it ends up being Abigail in the end, which I think obviously she's a really strong contender. So yeah, for sure. I cannot wait to see this season unfold. Um, So, so excited to watch it all. But Before we segue um, to Ashley's interview, let you guys listen to that. We have one piece of Bachelor news that was sort of surprising, but sort of not. Yeah. Which is? Kelly Flanagan and Peter, Pilot Pete, split up. They're done. They're done. They're done. They're freaking done. Peter has commitment issues. I'm saying it right now. He's a mama's boy through and through. Through and through. I not don't know what happened. Way. Not in a good way, though. <laughs> but, like, Kelly still hasn't posted anything, right? She did. She, didn't she po- did. She did. Okay. She did. When did she post? Um, Like, four days after him. She was like, I needed some time. He posted. He initially broke the news on New Year's Eve and wrote, like, a long caption. And then she um posted, like, four days later. And they were supposed to move to new york city really soon together and yeah i think they were just in two different places but i also think a lot of speculation has been that 
his mom, Peter's mom had a lot to do with it. Obviously we know she's very involved in his relationships and it's just, too much. It's, oh my God. I, I, cr- I was watching back um, the AFR with Madison and Peter and I was cringing. Oh my God. Holy crap. It's just so, so like, I just can't stand when mothers are like that involved and also like like literally so controlling like obviously he she has like great influence over him and so I don't know we obviously don't know what happened but he's um, almost 30 like I know like literally grow up and start being like (laughs) your own man and making your own decisions um but whatever you know they're done so we'll see what happens um she deserved better anyway like honestly yeah yeah yeah. so so they're done so yeah Lots Sorry. of breaking up happening right now. Uh, <laughs> In with, Peter's life. <laughs> like we had, um, even last week, we announced um, Carly and Evan. So I feel like yeah. in Bachelor Nation, there's a lot of breakups going Ugh. on right now. So many in 2020. I saw like a post with all the couples that split in 2020. So many. And it was just a bad year. Ba- bad year all around. Like there were, ki- there were a lot of kiddos, a lot of engagements, but also a lot of breakups and with the good comes the bad. So exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, that is all we have for you for our recap and our bachelor news. And we are so excited for you guys to now listen to our interview with Ashley. Like we said before, it was awesome talking to her. She was so cool. Um, there is a couple, there might be a couple like audio issues throughout it. Um, she, we're like so happy she made the time for us, but she was like in the car on her way to her next, you know, whatever she had going on. Um, so the audio does cut out a little bit, but for the most part, you can hear her. Um, and she was really awesome. And we are so thankful that she made time for us. Yes. We want to thank her, thank her endlessly. So yeah, yeah, we hope you enjoy this interview. So we are so excited to ring in the new year with another special guest. She was on Crystal's season of The Bachelor, Bachelor in Paradise seasons two and three, and Bachelor Winter Games. She's also the co-host of the Almost Famous podcast with Ben Higgins and the I Don't Get It podcast and a correspondent for Access Hollywood. Please welcome to The Bachelor degree, Ashley Iconetti. Hey, Ben. Hi, girls. Hello. So nice to be here. Thank yes. you for having me. Of course. We're so excited. I'm so freaking excited. Like, you are one of my favorite people from Bachelor Nation. So when yes. I saw you come through my inbox, I was, like, freaking out inside. So I'm we so have happy. Been, we have been fangirling pretty hard over here. <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. Thank you. Yes, of course. So when we talked to Ben a few months ago, we asked him about any embarrassing dating moments he had in college. So we know you went to Syracuse for, I, did you go for grad school? Yeah, for grad school, okay, but I consider so it more of my school. Yeah. So do you have any embarrassing dating stories from college as well? Hmm, embarrassing? I don't know. <laughs> or memorable? <I> mean, <laughs> <laughs> embarrassing in, um, hmm. <laughs> No, like I always just liked the guy that like had a girlfriend or didn't like me back. <laughs> and at Syracuse, it was the fact of him having a girlfriend. Yeah, totally. That's that's understandable. It's the people <laughs> who are already taken that are most attractive. <laughs> yeah, but he was like the boy bander of our class. And oh he's actually gosh. pretty, he's getting pretty well known in the news industry now. So oh, interesting. Okay. success story. Yeah. Right. Cool. Good to know. That's funny. <laughs> um, 
so I am also, well, I, I am right now a broadcast journalist major. And so I know that's what you majored in at SU. So I just wanted to ask, like, what made you interested in that and kind of what you did with that degree post-grad? Well, I was an undergrad at James Madison University. And okay. I just remember having to declare a major. And like I had this just epiphany moment one night in my dorm watching E! News. And I was like, wait, I want to do what Juliana Rancic does. And then I declared journalism as my major there at JMU because they didn't have a broadcast, but it was like media arts. That was like the overarching Mm -hmm. um, bachelors. And then there I had a teacher who actually went he, 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 he went to Syracuse. Uh, He was very tied to them. And he suggested that I go there and I kind of just unfolded from there and I uh, I'm distracted because Jared's eating an apple next to me <laughs> and trying not to crunch loudly um but That's when so I funny. went to Syracuse yeah I always just wanted to go into entertainment reporting and uh, I think everybody kind of thought that I was wacky at Syracuse like they were like we have no idea how you get into that avenue but I was very assured that I would figure out my way and through the bachelor I did you know I may not do classic. I may not like be on um, the mic at E News, um, but my goals have definitely changed since then. Um, but I do get to talk about The Bachelor, basically. Awesome. Well, yeah, that's super interesting. And like, I feel like SU is so known for you know their broadcast journalism, and that was like I, I applied to SU when I Same. was looking at I places. Applied to Syracuse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's super cool, and. Um, you know, like being able to do the entertainment stuff is like super, super interesting. So that's awesome. Yeah, it's been it's been a good time. <laughs> <laughs> so after like graduating college and everything, what made you interested in applying for the show? So I was actually in my last semester at Syracuse when just the joke of become being on The Bachelor became like something that I was pursuing (laughs) I was in DC which is where (laughs) about 60% of the student the students at Syracuse in your master's do their over the summer in DC and so I had friends there with all their camera equipment and I I live just out my my home is just outside DC so I was like, you know what, let me take the cameras from them for like two days and make the most elaborate audition tape ever. If there's ever going to be a time to apply to the show, it would be now this turning point, you know, this transitional <laughs> period in my life. And uh, I was like, hey, it'll probably help me doing what I want to do in entertainment broadcasting, as well as hopefully putting me on a path to find my husband. <laughs> and, it, you know, and luckily, I think it kind of... Uh, I two what is it two one stone two birds oh. <laughs> what two, is my two kill two birds, kill two birds, two birds with, one birds stone. with one stone yes <laughs> that's awesome no that's that's super cool and I love that you took your uh, the camera equipment from your friends and did an elaborate tape that's super fun mm-hmm. <laughs> um and so Jill and I were just uh talking before you hopped on about like all of the amazing women from Crystal's season, like obviously with you, but then there was Caitlin and Becca and Jade and Carly. And I feel like 
you all are such like Bachelor Nation staples and like so iconic on Bachelor Nation. (laughs) And so it's like just so cool that that season was, you know, so influential. But is there anyone from um, his season that you would say you're the closest with or you still keep in contact with? Uh, I mean, like all the girls that you named actually are probably the ones that I'm most in contact with that I Mm -hmm. would consider my closest friends out. And that, that a lot of that has to do with the fact that we see each other at events, you know, pre-COVID and everything way more often. We're on each other's podcasts and all that stuff. But Jade is definitely my closest friend of the bunch because, you know, she lives to she lives an hour away from us in L.A. Uh, Jared is such good friends with Tanner. Um, mm-hmm. We we went through like the all like the, all the steps together as far <laughs> as like the seasons go. And yeah, they're just they're just our best couple friends. Yeah. Oh, so sweet. <laughs> so <laughs> now we're going to sort of move over to when you were in paradise. So when did you know, when was the moment you knew that Jared was the one? <laughs> I mean, it truly, I say it was first sight. Like I truly, like I stepped down, I saw Jared, I was like, okay, going to marry him. It was like so <laughs> weird. As much of a hope, as much of a hopeless romantic as I am, like I just didn't know that I believed in love at first sight mm-hmm. um but then I did at that moment but I do think you need to give it time to prove itself and time did prove itself there <laughs> yes. uh but I definitely like wanted him to be there I told the <laughs> producers you know I was like definitely Jared is my type like as soon as I saw pictures of him from Caitlyn's season I was like yeah yeah, yeah get him there if he doesn't win <laughs> uh, but it was a total different feeling than just crush when I saw him in paradise for the first time right yeah that's oh. so cool that's awesome uh and so on the topic of paradise um is there like, or, or not even just Paradise, but your whole time in The Bachelor, is there like one favorite memory that stands out to you? Probably like that memory. Uh, I, you know, just seeing him there for the first time. Uh, another memory in Paradise that I think about is an unaired conversation that Jared and I had. It was just like at night on lounge chairs. Uh, I just feel like that's probably like when I really got to know him best. Mm-hmm. It's like what we like talked about details of our life, you know, and I mean, the whole bachelor season to me was so much fun. It's just like a big sorority house and making friends <laughs> with the producers and the girls in the cast. Like, like those memories are honestly some of the, my most vivid right now, still to this day, just because like, there's like a light, fun energy around it. Um, yeah. As much as I got more out of paradise emotionally and like uh, for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, it's so cool to see like when you guys all meet up together and it's just like, it looks like one big sorority and fraternity, which is amazing. <laughs> um, so last question about yeah, paradise. <laughs> last question about paradise. What was your go-to food and drink order? Oh my goodness. What a fantastic (laughs) question. I love questions about food. (laughs) There was these tostadas there. They were incredible. So it was just a hard flat shell and then basically a taco on top of it. It was like a, you know, I, it's like a tostada, right? But I, but it was like a quesadilla and a taco in one. So good. And then for drinks, 
so yeah, it was the first time I ever had a Mai Tai in paradise. Mm -hmm. And of course they're, they're really sweet. So I couldn't have a ton of them, but that's what Jared introduced me to. So I felt like it was like a bonding thing. I was like, Oh, I'm (laughs) going to order a Mai Tai because Jared likes Mai Tais. I can talk about them. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Yeah. Love when foods and drinks bring people together. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so transitioning now a little bit to Matt season, obviously with uh, the first episode on Monday, just what were your initial thoughts of his season? Fantastic. I mean, I think he's the perfect lead. He, he like exudes warmth. Uh, he has this a great demeanor about him. I love the way that he was nervous, <laughs> which is weird, but like he was very yeah. endearing. Mm-hmm. And um, I just felt like there was just a lot of natural real life moments during that episode Mm -hmm. agreed yeah Yeah. I I love that he's like brand new to the franchise even though he has like the connection with Tyler Cameron like I just love Mm -hmm. that he was he's never been on air before it was so Mm -hmm. refreshing honestly yes yes it was like nobody had the upper hand it was nobody's comfort zone they were in it together for the first time and I just thought that that like kind of created a quicker connection between him and some of the girls yeah. for sure yeah Definitely. yeah it so, was it was awesome to see <laughs> yeah agreed um so if you had to pick a top four just based off the first night who would it be it would be abigail rachel um brie and sarah i love that top four yeah that's, that's a good that's top awesome. four yeah it I, might I feel be like... the top four i don't know i'm very <laughs> confident i'm very confident in this prediction I feel like I you feel always like- have good predictions yeah, um, thanks <laughs> I trust yeah you. I could totally see that being the top four for sure I mean those yeah they were all standout girls so uh-huh. um and and do you have a prediction of who he'll end up with if anyone because we now add that when we ask because sometimes it ends up with no one <laughs> um I think it'll come down to Brie and Rachel uh and Jimmy Kimmel's wife gets it right every time. Mm-hmm. And she said Rachel, and I think I have to go with Rachel as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I watched awesome. him on Kimmel too. And it was interesting to see how he sort of yep. worked when yep. um, when Abigail's name was mentioned. Yeah, like, oh. yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like- I know, I was thinking that too. So I was like, okay, is it Abigail or is it Rachel? Because he got really serious again when Rachel's name was brought up. As mm-hmm. in like, oh, wait, I really got to button it up. Yeah. <laughs> so Could be that, that, yeah. <laughs> so we asked some of our listeners to write burning questions that they had for you. So the first question is, how do you think the Bachelor franchise will evolve since Matt is obviously our first Black Bachelor? I would say that it's currently very much evolving. I think that will continue to have leads of color and a more diverse cast in the future. I just don't think it will be as like much of a a point of conversation. That makes sense. Yeah, for sure. It'll just be normal. Right. Which it should be. So I'm glad that the the Bachelor is evolving in this direction because it's about time and it's super awesome to see. Um, Yeah, they have a great, just great pick in him. I just love I just love the way that they found him. He, he just so natural in the role. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm super excited to see the rest of the season. I just like want to watch it all at once. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and so another one of our listener questions is 
Um, do producers influence the selection of Rose recipients for sake of quote, good TV? Um, and I think this comes from like some people seeing like say Victoria get a rose with Matt's, you know, first episode, um, something like that. Is there any influence from producers in that? I've never been the lead, so I can't really speak about it on my own behalf mm -hmm. or experience. Um, but I, I think that you pick whoever you feel a connection with, you right. know, like you, you get to bring them all the way, you know, no interfering with who you have strong feelings for. Mm -hmm. If there's someone that you're like, ah, take them or leave them, I don't know, <laughs> then you might be, uh, maybe, you know, uh, encouraged to keep that person around for a while. Yeah. Yeah. That oh, makes did sense. I break up? No, you're, you're good. Okay. Where did, where did I break up? Um, just oh, okay. talking about Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> um, like for the sake of good oh, TV, like you might I mean, be recommended. Victoria, she's a hey. special one. <laughs> uh, on Kimmel, he seemed to really have some fond feelings toward her. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was a little surprised by that. I was like, uh, okay. I mean, I, I thought maybe she would have been sent home because I, I don't know. It just, she's definitely, I feel like villain vibes, but she's on like a whole other level. I feel like this season. I think that she's very annoying. I think that she's, <laughs> I don't think she's the kind of villain that we love to hate, if you know what I mean. Yeah. For yeah. sure. She's for sure. Very pesty seeming. Yeah. Yeah. I would have to yeah. agree with that. And I was watching um, your Instagram story, like while you were watching the premiere, and I loved Jared's impression of her. Like it was so good. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, he just, he had a generic cast voice that night he was on a roll <laughs> you're on a roll babe you're on a roll on the instagram story he says it was the eggnog martinis yeah Ooh, that sounds good very good <laughs> he discovered a talent in making them over the past few weeks wow mm, sounds i really like good. it yeah Look into that um so what are your thoughts on a new set of girls and heather martin coming on matt season halfway through so I don't know. Are we, do we know that there's going to be a whole new set of girls or is it just Heather in this one other random chick that maybe Matt has a past with? Uh, either way, my thought of the matter is <laughs> uh, you probably shouldn't come in in the middle of the season. If you want to, you know, be in the race for Matt's heart, you should probably been there night one. It's never going to be a good luck or go. It's never going to go well with the other girls. If you come mid season. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It looks like it definitely stirs up quite a bit of drama. So, uh, yeah. but it, that, that always, I feel like happens. So, um, we have one more listener question and we want to respect your time. Um, but one of our listeners wrote in and asked, do you have a cute story with Jared when you two were still friends? A cute story with Jared while we were still friends is probably what he did for me for the first birthday that we had while we were the first birthday of knowing each other. Mm -hmm. So we had known each other for about nine months at that point. He sent me flowers, a bouquet of multicolored roses Aww. with a note in it that had like a Titanic quote, because that's my <laughs> favorite movie. And then it said, sincerely, you're Corey Matthews. And we always say that, like, he's Corey and I'm Topanga as far as our relationship <laughs> goes. I know that's, like, Boy Meets World is, like, a little bit, oh, I'm so old for your generation. But, 
but you should check it out. It's timeless series. Um, awesome. so, so he sent me that. And then when I sent him a picture thanking him for it, he said, that's not really your gift. Your real gift is coming tonight. And I was like, oh, what is coming tonight? And he sent me a recreation that he did of a Backstreet Boys music video. And I was like, wow, that took a lot of work and it was Aww. very personalized and heartfelt and like, wow, that was a gift. That's so amazing. Oh, That's so special. Way to go, Jared. <laughs> props. Major props. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. So before you go, is there anything you want to plug or tell our, and also tell our listeners where to follow you? Well, you can follow me at Ashley underscore Iconetti. And if you want to hear me or read me, uh, <laughs> recap The Bachelor, I do the Almost Famous podcast. Um, that is with Ben Higgins and it's released, uh, every Tuesday morning after the show. Uh, and then I write for Cosmopolitan. I do my recaps for them. And then if you just want some girl talk, listen to my, I don't get it podcast. Amazing. Awesome. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Ashley, for taking the time. We really appreciate it. Yes. Tell Jared, we said hello as well. I will. Thank you guys. You're great interviewers. You have a bright future. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. All right, guys. We hope you enjoyed that interview with Ashley as much as we did. Again, thank you so much, Ashley, for coming on the show. And we hope you guys could hear like Jared in the background a little bit um, because that was super fun as they were like in the car together. So um, yeah, thank you so much to Ashley and we will be with you guys weekly to recap Matt James's season of The Bachelor and update you on all things Bachelor Nation. Yes, and we will talk to you Bachelor bitches next week on The Bachelor Degree. Bye guys. Bye guys.